What is up, everybody? Back from their podcast. The Wolves just beat the Thunder 98-90. to They extend their winning streak to two games. Let's talk about this game and our upcoming schedule and where we stand in the Western Conference. At the start of this game, the Wolves are up 30-10. After the first quarter, we had a 20-point lead. And from that point, I mean, just the way both teams were playing, I thought, I thought it was going to be a complete blowout, maybe a 40-point win for the Wolves. I mean, the, the Thunder had... 10 turnovers in the first quarter and they had 10 points like I just didn't see them ever coming back from that but then right away in the second quarter I started to notice the Wolves offense just wasn't working um it, we our offense just completely slowed down after that we got 19 points in the second quarter 20 points in the third quarter we bounced it up to 29 points in the fourth quarter the offense came alive a bit more there but the defense didn't really have a great quarter in the fourth luckily though we did come out with an eight point win obviously not a pretty win not a win that I want to have every night, but I'll take the win for sure. Um, some things to consider, guys like Anthony Towns and DeAndre Russell returning. D'Lo did not play much at the end of the game, and I was cool with that. He was having a pretty bad game today, 6 points, 3 of 12 shooting. He just wasn't doing too much, and I think I mean, his first came back in like two weeks. That's not a lot that I can expect from a guy like him. Cat um, had one of his best rebounding games of the year, which was needed. Our rebounding tonight when he was off the floor was terrible. Same with Vanderbilt. Like, our bench really couldn't rebound at all. Nas Reed only had three boards. Beasley had three. McDaniels had three. Noel had three. Like, we just weren't getting boards off the bench. Cat um, played 36 minutes tonight. He just kind of tired out there, and it makes sense. And he's obviously 15 pounds lighter, so I'm assuming this game just felt weird to him um, because he's coming from back from COVID after missing, like, two weeks of basketball. I didn't really expect a great game out of Cat. I thought it would have to be like Ant and Beverly that led the way today, and that's actually what happened. Both those dudes dropped over 20 points. Talk about that a little later. But Cat had 17 points, 16 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 6 of 14 shooting. Um, overall, his offense, he wasn't doing too much. I felt like he was just playing a little, uh, not really sloppy, but just, uh, he wasn't, I, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say he wasn't trying, but he just wasn't moving as much as he usually does. Um, they were double-teaming him a lot tonight. Like, every single time he had the ball, they'd have a double-team coming. And, I mean, he wasn't really passing all that perfectly, but he had some nice jo uh, nice passes out of it in the game with three assists. But, I mean, it was expected. Uh, I don't think his conditioning was where it was supposed to be. He definitely didn't. I mean, he didn't really look slow exactly, but he just didn't look like he was ready to play basketball again. But, I mean, he played 36 minutes, so you know his conditioning should be ready for that next game on Friday against the same team, the Thunder. Um, but overall, D'Lo and Cat have kind of sluggish games. Cat had, did have a much bigger impact than D'Lo with the 16 rebounds and two blocks. Cat had some very big defensive plays down the stretch of the game. And, oh, that stupid three. Who was that that hit it over him? Um, I don't think it might have been Muscal. I can't remember who hit the three over Cat in the clutch. And then... The, the ref called a foul. I don't, I like from the video board, I haven't looked at a replay since then, but it didn't look like Cat touched him at all. That ref hates Cat. I don't know why. He was calling the most stupid, like the stupidest stuff on him all night. I don't know why he doesn't like him. And it's not, it hasn't just been this game. It's been like the entirety of the season. It just, he has, doesn't get good calls from that ref at all. Number 14. I don't know. It's just, I, I'm not a big fan of that guy. And I hope we don't get him again in the near future. This may have been Patrick Beverly's best offensive game of the year. 20 points, 4 boards, 6 assists. 
I mean, he was just a sniper from three tonight. Five of nine from three, that totals 55%. On one of his three-point attempts, he shot it, then looked away, like, uh, like you know, showing off a little bit and made the shot. A lot of players, like, you know, Stephen Curry, LeBron's done it before, and those videos really go viral. Hopefully this one go viral with Pat Bev. Um, but he looked away when he took the shot, and it went in. That was a pretty cool moment. And Beverly always gets hype from the crowd after we're about to win. Like, he goes up and, like, tries to get some love from the crowd walking over there, and everybody gets on their feet and starts applauding him, and I love that. Um, but I thought he had a really good night tonight. He was pretty much carrying us, felt like, down the stretch of the game. Same with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, he ended up 22 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, and 5 steals. He definitely read the passing lanes really well tonight. He had four steals in the first quarter, by the way. And again, like I was talking about last podcast, Ant's three-point train has definitely been training up. 4 or 10 from 3 today, that's 40%. That's above his average by like 4.5% or something. So it's it's been training up for him, and I love to see that. Um, that's a big development of his career. If he can continue to improve his percentages you know, year by year, that's a lot more points that he's getting every single season because he shoots the three ball at a very high rate. I think he takes like eight threes a game. So a few more percents uh, like going up every year is phenomenal. I don't think he'll ever get to like the 40% range on the amount he takes. Like even, like Stephen Curry takes more than eight a game. He takes like 10 or 11, but not even he is shooting 40% on that high, uh, you know, level of takes a game. And his shot difficulty is really high, obviously, and Ant's shot difficulty is always really high also. By the way, Ant hit a very clutch three tonight uh, with, like, two minutes left to go, and I think that put us up at, like, eight or something. That was one of the biggest shots of the night overall. But good night from Ant overall. Only two turnovers. Handle wasn't as loose tonight, three fouls. Um, by the way, th this game went by really fast. I don't know how many of you guys noticed that, but the fouls didn't really come for a while tonight. We had a lot of fouls in the fourth quarter. Like, I think the stats for fouls were pretty buffed up. Like, I mean, the stat, the fouls were still below, uh, like, a good amount of below a league average game. I think we only had, like, 34 or 36 combined uh, fouls. Usually an NBA game is, like, 46. Um, but we had, there was a ton of fouls from both teams in the fourth quarter. I think both teams ended up getting the bonus. I know at least we did. Um, actually, the, th the Thunder didn't. I know we got in the bonus, though. But... Yeah, it was definitely a faster-paced game tonight overall. It just there wasn't many stoppages. Neither team was really calling a lot of timeouts, and I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty fast. And obviously, the reason why this podcast is coming out a little later is because I went to the game today, so I got to see it in person. That was pretty cool. It's my first game I went to like in a month and a half, and I'm hoping to go to some more this year. Jalen Noel completely came up in the clutch for us tonight. He had 16 points off the bench. And he uh, he was actually perfect, 6-6 six six from the field. I didn't even notice that until now. He didn't miss a shot tonight, not even to the free throw line. He was perf he was perfect. That I, I, was a perfect decision by Finch. I think I think Finch, he didn't do the best tonight because I think he missed messed up on a lot of things early in the game, like not getting Anthony Edwards in the game earlier. I think he caught a timeout, you know, when nothing was happening. Um, but that was a really good decision. I think that decision by itself makes up for everything else. And, you know, obviously he put Noel in for D'Lo, and D'Lo was having a really bad game. And Noel, who was, you know, he had like seven points off the bench at the time. Um, it just, I guess he was like, okay, put him in. He's 
doing better. Feed the hot hand. He's been really good these last few games, and Delo's coming back after missing like two weeks. So the better decision is probably the, Noel there. Um, like Russell, he just had a really weird game. A lot of stupid turnovers. A lot of missed shots, obviously. Didn't do too much. Didn't play the best defense, I guess, either. Um, just wasn't himself tonight. But Noel was himself. 16 points, 3 boards, 3 assists. That is perfect basketball. Fantastic decision by Chris Finch to play him down the stretch there. And yeah, that was a very good decision by Finch. Now I need to talk about some news. I should have mentioned this before the podcast started, but I'm going to talk about Monroe and us not we're not signing him to an our 10-day contract. And I talked about him a little bit ago on some of the other podcasts when we beat the Celtics especially. Um, I thought we could have... Um, my hope for Monroe was that we were going to sign him to a, a second 10-day contract, which we could have done, but we didn't end up doing that. Uh, Monroe is going to be signed by the Wizards tomorrow, I believe, because this was actually Monroe's last day of eligibility, but he wasn't with the team because we got rid of him, and we just told him straight up, I guess. Um, I don't think we really needed him tonight. But, yeah, he, he, he's gone. I, I mean, there's always a chance that he comes back at some point, but maybe that's the only games he's going to play for the Wolves in his career. And, I mean, he thought, I thought he did well. But I'm, the, people are wondering, like, why would the Wolves do that? And their point of view is probably that uh, the last three games that he was with us for and he was actually on the bench, not including tonight, this would have been the fourth game in a row, but the three past games where he was, like, on the bench – after coming off some good games, the Wolves, he wasn't getting any playing time. Um, it just, it, we had Nathan Knight playing over him a lot, so they were kind of assuming that they just didn't need him anymore if Nathan Knight was going to fill that backup center role, if, like if Nas Reed or Cat got hurt. And I guess they wanted to develop Knight too, and I think that's a smart decision to develop Knight. Nathan Knight, he's a very talented player. He lacks a lot of IQ and he's super raw, but. I mean, he's got potential. He's extremely athletic. I think he's got potential on defense, too, because of that. Um, it's, it's a development for the thing for him. I wouldn't mind Knight going down to the G League again to work on his game there. Same with Balmaro. I want both those dudes to go down there. But with the COVID stuff, I guess it doesn't make full sense. And I think the G League season is actually suspended right now. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's many games going on. Um, but yeah, Monroe... We did not pick up a second 10-day. We didn't sign him. And if we would have signed him to an actual NBA deal, like I was kind of hoping that could potentially happen. Oh, actually, never mind. The G League is playing. I just looked up the numbers right now. Yeah, the G League's playing. So, yeah, they're not suspended. Um, but, oh, my gosh, I forgot what I was saying. Something about Monroe. Um, yeah, I can't remember this point. But, yeah, we, we're not going to pick up Monroe. I th- he had a really good game with the Celtics. I mean, against the Celtics, I thought he was a big contributor to that game. He actually almost got a triple double in that game overall. But it doesn't look like we're picking up. Actually, I remember what I was talking about. Yeah, uh, if we if we would have fully signed Monroe, which is something I wanted us to do, kinda at the time. Um, I don't know if I'd fully want us to do it now because he just hasn't been playing for us. But if if we would have signed him to the vet minimum, it would have put us over the luxury tax. And I don't think the Wolves wanted to do that. So that's a big reason also to why he wasn't signed, I'm feeling like. And we do have the open roster spot still. We have 14 players in the roster. Super interested to see how we fill that up. Maybe we're just keeping it open because we have 
four draft picks this upcoming draft, one first rounder and three second rounders. Um, quick talk about that. Super excited for that first round pick. Whether we deal in a trade at the trade deadline or if we take somebody with it, I'm fine either way. But I'm hoping we trade two of those second round picks in a package deal. I don't want to draft four players. There's no way we keep four players. We don't have that room in our roster at all. Um, I'm fine with taking a first rounder and keeping a second round guy. I think there's talented players on both sides. Take a guy off the high floor. Maybe they can work their way into the rotation at some point in the season if they're a second round pick. Obviously, a first round pick is going to play a lot for us. Um, they'll be a rotational piece, I would hope, at least if they're a first rounder. Um, we had a quick talk on that. Let's talk about where we're at in the upcoming schedule. So the Wolves are chilling down that nine seed still. We are a game back from the eight seed. We would definitely be a lot higher, but we just had that losing streak with Cat and D'Lo out. I do expect us to get back up into the top eight very soon, especially with the Clippers losing more games without Paul George. Uh, we were, we actually just beat them recently. But if we can win a few more games in a row, I would expect us to get up to the eight seed at least. I don't know how much more we'll climb from there because the teams above, like the Lakers, they're on a three-game winning streak. I don't know if the Nuggets will really go on a losing streak here. And then the two teams above that, the Mavericks are on a four-game winning streak and the Grizzlies are on a six-game winning streak. So it's going to be really hard to catch teams like that. I don't know if we'll catch the Grizzlies really this year because of how well they're playing and just what they're showing off. They're the four seed, 25 and 14, even though we beat them by like 72 or something. Wait, no, no, no. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about a different game. When we beat them by like 43. I don't know why I said 72. The Grizzlies beat the Thunder by 72. That was like two months ago. Um, but yeah, next up is the Thunder again, actually. And I, okay, everybody's going to play, I, unless we have some weird injury that all of a sudden pops up, which I don't remember seeing anybody get hurt. But it's on the road. And then we have the road games, obviously, against the Rockets and Pelicans. I already talked about those last podcast. And then next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, is the Grizzlies game. Um, so, yeah, continue to win right now. We got some winnable games coming up again. Uh, on Friday, we have our winnable game coming up against Thunder again. So let's take advantage of that. Let's get on a big winning streak, hopefully at least five games. Let's get us let's let's get back into a top eight seed at least. I think that should be the main goal. Um, like if we go on a four game winning streak and then lose a, a last weird game, and I mean if we get to a top eight seed, I guess that's fine. Um, I guess that should just be the goal right now. I want to be a top eight seed, especially like I think that should be the goal before the All Star break, which is in February. So we got like a little over a month until that happens, like a month and a week probably. I would assume maybe a month and two weeks. But by then, I feel like we should be a top eight seed. And if we do have that accomplished, I think that's a good goal. That's for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys next time. Peace.